Hello and welcome. Welcome to our session for tips and tricks for back to school with Natasha, Natasha Rachel today. Um, I'm Amber Trout. I'm the GEG Colorado leader and also I work with the global team as a global GEG leader. Um, today you have some amazing, you have an amazing person that's going to be here today. I not only call her my friend, but she is also the co-author of the Microsoft Infused Classroom. She has just finished her doctorate degree and she has also been doing tons of great things. Uh, with all different technology and, and learners around the world. And so um, I am so pleased to have here today, Natasha, Rachel, she's joining Hello. us. <laughs> hey, Amber. <laughs> I'm so excited you're here, honestly. You spent last weekend with me, now this weekend with me, and you have some great stuff and content, and I'm super excited for you. Um, and also, Natasha is going to be doing a giveaway today as well. She's going to be giving one of her Microsoft Infused Classroom books away. So you better keep uh, going in the chat. I'm going to be looking at those really active participants uh, for, for one of those today. So, Natasha, I am super excited you're here. And I know you have some great content. So I'm going to let you take, take it on. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. I'm so excited. Like Amber just said, we are going to be doing a giveaway. So more information on that um, in just a little while. Um, so this is the link to the presentation. When I say that everything in this presentation is hyperlinked and clickable, please go ahead and access it so you can have access to all of the little clickable resources I have in here for you. So we are gonna go ahead and dive in. I actually have another monitor over here so I can see comments as they're coming in. So if you see me looking over there, that's why, because all I see right now is my presentation. So hello, I'm so excited to be here with you guys today. Um, I am joining you all the way from Atlanta. So if I don't know you, hello, we're best friends now. Um, I would love to connect, to connect with you on Twitter or Instagram. My website is also there. Um, I'm super active on Twitter. So if you're over there, I would love to connect with you there and keep the conversation going and continue to learn and grow with you. If you, for some reason, are one of the educators that is not on Twitter, I need you to get on Twitter and we're going to talk about it in a little while, but there is so much goodness happening over on Twitter for educators. If you're not there, I definitely recommend you get over there. So a little bit about me. Um, I am an alternatively certified high school science teacher. Um, I left the classroom and jumped into professional learning as a math and science transition to teaching coach. And then after I finished that position, it was a grant funded position. I jumped into the world of ed tech and it has by far been the best job ever. I absolutely love educational technology. I feel like I have like found my tribe and my people. Every day is something new and I absolutely love it. Our district is a dual Google Microsoft district. So I work for Atlanta Public Schools, right smack dab in the middle of downtown Atlanta. And we're a dual district. So we started off Microsoft, then Google came out and we never got rid of Microsoft, thank goodness. Um, and we just have both and we live in both and we play in both and it's just been awesome for our teachers and for our students. We have about 85 different campuses. And so we have schools and teachers doing tons of different things in all of their classrooms. And so we really have to be well-versed in all of the things, hence all of the certifications and, and things. I'm one of those typical lifelong learners like the rest of you that are here on a Saturday um, to learn about some tips and tricks. 
I'm a wife and a mom to two amazing young, not young, two sons, <laughs> 22 and 16, who are the loves of my life. And my husband and I are actually celebrating our 22 year wedding anniversary on Monday. So super excited for that. And my why is just to continue to work with educators, to pour into educators and, and students all across wherever I have the ability to do so. So I'm super excited to just be here with you today and continue to learn with you guys. And first things first, I just want to thank um, the Global GEG and I want to thank the Colorado GEG and Amber for allowing me to be with you guys today and to share um, what I consider to be my favorite things. Um, I know some of these things you may know about. I hope there's some that you don't know about. And I really just hope that everybody walks away with at least one thing. That's my goal. Everybody walks away with one thing. And I just want to thank educators because right now we are in, people keep saying at this time of uncertainty. And I know it's super, super hard to not know what school is going to look like. Some of you have already gone back to school and some of you are getting ready to dive into this world of remote learning that is going to look different from what it looked like in March. And for us in Atlanta, Friday, March 13th, it was a Friday, the 13th was our last day with our kids. And so as we're preparing to get back with our kids, um, not this Monday, but the following Monday, we have a lot on our plates and we're just really in this this season of making sure that our teachers feel prepared. And so I'm hoping that by me sharing some of my favorite things with you today, that you it helps you to feel more more prepared for what you're going to walk into as you move into remote learning or hybrid or whatever that looks like. So again, I had to throw Amber's beautiful picture in here. Um, we are doing a giveaway of the Microsoft Infused Classroom. So Amber is going to be picking a random winner out of the comments. So keep those comments flowing and Amber will pick somebody. I'll get your address and then I will get you a copy in the mail. I'll be watching. <laughs> <laughs> so what are we going to cover today? I've broken it down into three categories, tips to engage your students, tips for productivity, and then just some random, my favorite kind of tips and tricks. And so um, those are the three angles that we're going to come from today. And so we're just going to go ahead and dive in. A couple things to talk about. First things first, I want to specify, I'm going to give you a lot of stuff today, but I don't want you to get tied up in the tools. It is never about the tools. It's about the content. All these tools are, are the vehicle to deliver the content. So I just want you to keep it, keep that in mind. And as I'm sharing all of this stuff, don't think like, oh my gosh, I have to do all the things. You don't, you absolutely don't. Um, and then the other thing that I want to share with you is that there is room for both. This is like my, my life motto when it comes to the ed tech space. Everybody feels like you have to pick Google or Microsoft. There's room for both. And I just want to encourage you to know that there is room for both. Okay. So as we're moving through, pick a few things that kind of seem cool to you or doable in your classroom, master those few, don't feel like you have to do all the things. And then lastly, nobody cares how much you know until they know how much you care. Priority number one in this whole remote learning, hybrid learning, face-to-face -face is establishing relationships with your students. That's it. Rule number one, establish those relationships with your kids. And there's tons of ways that you can do that. We'll talk about some ideas, but there's tons of stuff out there right now that will help you to do this. And just do what you do. Whatever you would do in a face-to-face -face setting, 
We're going to figure out how to turn that into a remote experience for you. And you're just going to be you and be the best teacher you know how to be. All right, so let's dive in. Tips to engage your students. First things first, I want to share with you locking down your Google Slides background so that your students cannot manipulate your hard work. This is one of those things that if you know about it, you're like, oh, I've been doing that. But if you don't know about this tip, this could be life changing for you. So a lot of teachers will give their students Google Slides presentations and expect them to do something on it. OK, I'm going to click on an example here. And I'm hoping you can still Amber, will you let me know if it clicked over to my new screen? Yep, you're good to go. I can see it. It did. OK, good. Mm -hmm. Of course, now we're running super duper slow, um, but I just want to share with you how easy this is to do. Um, for example, I changed the sizing on this. So this map looks super crazy. This is just a slide that I was playing around in. A lot of teachers surprisingly don't know that you can change the shape of your Google Slides presentations. This is such a super simple thing. But if you don't know, now you're going to know. All you're going to do is go to file and page setup and change it to custom and then eight and a half by 11. Apply it and now your Google slide is like a piece of paper. And this is a great way to create worksheets. I hate to use the term worksheets, um, but interactive worksheets or just different things for your students to have access to. What I love about this is that this map that I've put on here as a background to lock it down is not movable. Kids cannot move this. So a lot of times you'll give your students an assignment and they'll move stuff around and it never looks the way that you want it to look. But now I can put Texas on Texas and California on California and Georgia on Georgia. So you could have a bank of states, for example, up here to the side. And of course, if I was using this map, I would make it a regular size PowerPoint. I'm sorry, regular size Google slide instead of the eight and a half by 11. Um, but you could have a bank of states off to the side that your students could then move around. Think about if your students are labeling, for example, parts of the cell or different um, things like that. If you had a math, um, a sheet of math problems that you needed your kids to work on, you could lock down the math actual problems, lock those down, and then your students would have text boxes to put their answers in on. Here's another example. If I had this um, word detective sheet that I needed my kids to fill out, the actual sheet, the document is locked down, but I've put text boxes where I want my students to be able to fill the information out. Okay. So let me show you how easy this is to do. So here's an image that I just pulled in, and this could be anything. This could be a PDF. This could be um, an image. It could be text, whatever it is that you want to lock down, right? So I have it here. It's ready to go. I've already pulled it in. All I did was go to insert and pull the image from the computer. Um, if you had a document that you wanted to upload here, all I would do is just take a, a screenshot of the document like I did in the example of the worksheet. Once it's there, all you have to do is go to file, save as, uh -oh, where are we? Let me come back. I'm sorry, download, not save as, file, download, and then JPEG. So it's going to save that as a JPEG down here. Now, when I create a new slide, I'm going to do a blank slide. Remember, these are slides. And then I'm going to come up here to background, choose image, and I'm going to select that image from, actually, I could have just dragged and dropped it up there. I'm going to include that image that I just downloaded. 
and now it's here. This is not movable. Nobody can move this around. It's locked, but this could be instructions for my kids. This could be anything I needed it to be, and it's ready to go. Don't be afraid to use the space that you have on the sides of your Google products, whether it's drawings or slides or docs or whatever, to put the instructions here for your kids. This is a great place to put the, what you need them to do, the directions for their assignments off to the side, and then they can actually have this space to work. So don't be afraid to use the space to the sides, okay? So that's the first thing, locking down your Google Slides backgrounds. I have a quick little video that I've included for you. Again, everything is clickable. Feel free to click around. All right, the next tip and trick I have for you is Adobe Spark. A lot of people hear the word Adobe and they think of Photoshop and they're like, I'm tapping out. I don't get Photoshop, I'm good. Adobe Spark makes it so easy for you to create videos, to create graphics, to create um, websites, like super, super sim simply and easily. So again, everything is clickable, like I said. So here we are. It's free. Create your account. Once you're logged in, you're set to go. And then you just get going. So I'm going to go ahead and just show you a quick example of how easy this is. Hopefully I remember which account I'm logged in with. And here we go. We're logging in. feel like I should do a dance while we're uh, waiting. <laughs> All right, here we go. Super simple to do. If you are familiar with Canva, which we're going to talk about soon, um, very similar look and feel. Um, but to me, this is just super simple. Like it's just simpler than working with Canva. So again, it gives you some examples here of what you can create. But if you come over here to this plus sign here, you can click flyers. I want to show you the flyers and I want to show you the web pages and the videos, which are just super simple. Your kids can create videos just like this to show the mastery of the content. Web pages, if you need to create a web page, y'all, this is like the simplest way to knock it out. It creates your um, web page. All you have to do is add a title. You can add a subtitle if you want. As I scroll down here, if I want to add a photo behind this, I click photo. I can upload one from uh, my, my device, or I can come down here to find free photos, and it pulls up here. So I could say school. It's going to pull up some images of school. Click it. There we go. It's done. Um, I can then add some text. I'm just going to add a couple different text boxes here. So as I show you what it looks like, it makes sense. And then let's just add, um, you can add videos. You have a whole bunch of options. Let's just add one more image there. Good to go. Now, watch how simple this is. When I go to present, it is going to be just a scrolling, super easy website. And whatever images I have pulled, it creates credits for me. It's like the magic, like our kids, we're teaching them how to cite their work without like really teaching them because it does it for them, right? But we talk about how important that is to give people credit. And so it does it for you automatically, which I absolutely love. So that is just a quick, easy way for websites. Um, again, images and posts, it's all there for you. So play around in Adobe Spark. There's a video there for you if you need it. 
Flipgrid. We did a whole thing last week on Flipgrid. Absolutely my number one favorite go-to resource. Um, use the Chrome extension. If you are not familiar with the Chrome extension, I need you to get familiar because all you have to do once you click that Chrome extension or your kids click that Chrome extension is enter the join code here, click the little arrow and they're in the grid. It makes it so, so simple. Use the Chrome extension. The other thing I cannot stress enough is to use the discovery library. And I'm not gonna go there right now, um, just for time's sake. I know we talked about it a lot last week um, at the Global GEG event, but definitely, definitely, definitely check out the discovery library. They have done so much hard work over, the, over there and pulled so many amazing resources in. You literally can filter, search your grade level, your content, and it will pull up grids that teachers have created like from everywhere, you can filter through them, find what you want, add them to your class, and then they're right there ready to go for you. You can edit them if you need to make any edits, but it's just super, super simple. And the new shorts camera, part of me is like, Tasha, go, okay, we're just gonna do it. We're just gonna do it. We're just gonna do it because it is absolutely magical. I'm gonna sign in and the video that I've posted there for you does have the, I need to update it because they just did a bunch of updates this week, like this previous week. So um, let's go to, we'll just go to this test PE class that I created here and I'm gonna come up here to shorts and I'm gonna show you how, like just one of my favorite new features and then we're gonna move on. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna flip the camera cause my snap camera is on there. But here we go. And I wanna just show you right here where it says effects. And I wanna go to board. And I wanna show you this, oh, let me pick one, this split screen feature right here. This is my favorite piece of the updates. I'm just like swooning over this. And then what is awesome about this, once if you, when you're recording your video, is that you can use this part here as a whiteboard. How cool is this? The two things that I say Flipgrid does is allow students to visualize and verbalize their thinking. So I verbalize. Favorite part, that slider where you can use it is like the best thing ever. I agree with you. It's my absolute favorite. Um, so I can verbalize my thinking here. I'm talking to you as, as, as a student. I'm talking to my teacher. I'm explaining why I think 5x plus 3y equals 2. Math teachers don't kill me. I know that's probably totally wrong. Um, but not only am I telling you what I'm doing, I'm showing you, oh, wrong side, I'm showing you what I'm doing as well by working out my math problems or talking about balancing equations or um, why C-A-T spells cat and not dog or whatever the case may be. And as a teacher, if a student is working out a math problem, for example, and I'm hearing them say why this problem, the answer is what they think it is, and I'm seeing them do it at the same time, I can now see where they're thinking went wrong and I can correct it. So it's not just them turning in a worksheet with 20 math problems done wrong. Now I'm hearing them talk through it and I understand why they think their answer is correct. So I can correct that. So this is my favorite, favorite, favorite <laughs> feature of the new camera. Um, and also, I mean, they've just done so much with the filters and the text and I could talk about Flipgrid all day, not gonna do it today, but definitely check that out um, and I will, create an updated video with all of the new features. Um, okay, so let's keep going. Microsoft Sway. 
Microsoft Sway to me is one of the hidden features or one of the less used features of Microsoft. And I understand why. Um, a lot of people don't feel like it does enough for them. If you're like real techie, you'll think, oh, it doesn't do everything I want it to do. But I guarantee you for a student that is just starting out with getting the content out and really at the end of the day, we want to know that our students understand the content. That's the whole purpose. Microsoft Sway is perfect for this. OK, here's an example of a Sway here. This was my application this year for the Microsoft Innovative Educator edu Education Expert Program. Say that three times fast. Um, but I just want to show you how easy this is. All you have to do is once you're in, and this is free, you can just go to sway.com and it'll pull up for you. These little plus buttons allow you to include headings, text, images, um, stacks of images. You can upload. There's all kinds of text, media, and grouping options. But once you have everything, you're just adding tiles. So you're just adding tiles to your presentation. You can add videos. You can embed flip grids into here. You can do everything. Once you have it set up the way that you want it and you hit play, this is what it now looks like. This is just a stack of images that I can click through and it just makes it super simple. I've hyperlinked things in here. I've included all kinds of images and text, more stackable, um, clickable images. So these are videos here. So I just wanted to show you how much amazing stuff that you can do with Microsoft Sway. Um, super simple to use. Again, it's free. If you are into HyperDocs, this is a great place to create HyperDocs for your students. You can share these, the links to the Sways with your students. Um, they can also collaborate together on them for presentations or book reports. This is another easy way for your students to create portfolios. So if you are having your students put their pull their best work together to create portfolios, Sway provides a great opportunity for you to be able to do that. Okay. Google Jamboard. Everybody loves Google Jamboard. It creates just a whiteboard experience. It allows collaboration for your kids. Um, definitely a great place for virtual manipulatives. I keep thinking of like my lower grade math teachers with the 10 base blocks. I know I'm totally messing that up. I'm sorry. Um, but for your kids to be able to move things around and really um, manipulate things in a virtual setting, right? Um, it's a great tool for brainstorming. Um, you can save the frames as images. It works on all devices. Oh, going too fast. Um, really quickly show you how easy it is. You would just go to jamboard.google.com, click this plus sign at the bottom to create your jam. It's ready to go. You title it up here. It's slowly coming. Come on. And then it's super simple. You can put images on here with your little image button here. This is my favorite thing is the sticky notes. So maybe you are creating and you could use images, but maybe you're creating a KWL chart for your kids. You could go ahead and create those there. KWL. You could even come in here and I'm just doing this super fast. You could create lines so they kind of keep it organized. Great. We're ready to go. Then all I do is share. Make sure I give sharing permissions just like you would on any other Google document so that your students are able to access it. You'll see them pop in up here just like we do with Google Docs or slides or whatever. And then they're now able to add sticky notes or or use the pen for writing and they can then add to your KWL chart or whatever. 
Then when you're ready to do a new slide or a new frame, you just click the over button, the little carrot arrow, and you're good. So there you go. If you ever need to rearrange them, you have the rearrange feature. And then to download this, you just click on the three dots and you can download or make a copy of your KWL chart or whatever it is that you've created. Super simple and easy to do. Um, there you go, Jamboard, super easy. <laughs> Works on all devices, absolutely love it, super simple. Bitmoji Classrooms, I just had to throw this in here, y'all. Bitmoji Classrooms have taken over the remote learning space. If you have created your own Bitmoji Classroom, put it in the chat. <laughs> I just have to know if you have created a Bitmoji Classroom. I just have to know. Um, I have played around. I haven't created like a for real one yet. Um, I just need to sit down and do it. But the one thing that I want to stress, because I, I, I'm on Instagram a lot. I follow a lot of teachers on Instagram. Um, even on YouTube, I'm following a lot of teachers. And I'm finding teachers that are going to TPT to pay for Bitmoji classrooms. Now, if that's your thing, do you. But I'm here to tell you, do not pay for Bitmoji classrooms. And why? Because there is an entire Bitmoji craze for educators Bitmoji classroom website where teachers are giving away their Bitmoji classrooms for free for you to edit. Um, or better yet, you could totally make your own. But if you click on that link there that I have for you, if you are on Facebook, it will take you to that classroom here. And these, I guess, are the educators that have kind of created the magic. Um, but there's some you know, rules, of course, you wanna read over those. And then as you scroll down, like some people are asking for advice about how to create things. And then people are sharing their Bitmoji classrooms. A lot of them will share links for you to be able to um, make your own. They'll share the copy link for you to be able to make your own. Um, a lot of people are in here, like I said, looking for advice or how do I do this? Um, this was really cool. There's people that are creating your Google Classroom headers with GIFs. That is super, super cool. Um, so definitely play around in here. Um, and some people are just sharing what they've created to give you some inspiration. But Y'all, do not pay for a Bitmoji classroom. The things that educators have done with these classrooms to me is absolutely amazing. One thing that I wanna kind of encourage or challenge you to do, and if you read through this blog post here, you can click it, um, is when you're creating your Bitmoji classrooms, sometimes, I mean, of course you have to have one with your resources and how-to things, but also think about how you could use these in instruction for student engagement. So if you have a, a Bitmoji classroom set up and students click on, um, a or B or whatever, have those link out to somewhere else where students are able to defend their thinking or verbalize their thinking. You could have those link out to Flipgrids. You could have them link out to Jamboards. You could have them link out to um, a separate, maybe Google Meet or something like that where students could then go there and talk about whatever topic it is that you're covering. So create Bitmoji Classrooms, not just as a place to house resources, but think about how you could incorporate those into your lessons as well. Another thing that I've found that a lot of teachers have been doing is creating a class app. And if my girl Jennifer Hall is watching this, if you guys know Jen Hall, APSIT Jen, um, she would totally die that I'm showing you this because she actually has a way to create like an app 
on your phone, but a way that you could create what I'm calling a faux class app. Um, this teacher here, Miss Salvador, has created um, where you can make your own copy of what she has to create your own class app. And all it is is a Google Slides presentation that she has resized. She has pulled these icons in and then she has hyperlinked them to go to different slides. Y'all, this is so genius. When you send this to your parents, it's slowly loading, y'all. I'm sorry, my computer is like needing some extra love today. There we go. So she has got here curriculum, expectations, schedule, you can see. And then she's just kind of copied these slides and have all these titles on different slides here. But when you present this to your parents or you share this present link with your parents, this is what they see on their computer. So when they click on curriculum, for example, it would go to the curriculum slide. You might also put a home button so that it links back to the original home slide as well. But this I just thought was super cute and genius. She's, oh, excuse me, she's created her own gift down here, which you can totally do. Um, so y'all, super simple, just another great way, another tip that you can put in your toolbox for back to school. Um, there's a video here that's hyperlinked as well that will walk you through how to create this and then how to create your link. So if that's something you're not familiar with, there's a, a video that walks you through that as well. All right, I have created a blog post about um, ideas to engage your students in a remote setting. Um, it includes my top 10 things that I would recommend. Um, and I would love for you to check it out whenever you get time. Um, I just give on, when you go to the blog, I give brief descriptions of all of these and some creative ways that you can use them and some things to consider as we're moving into remote learning. So I have that here for you just as kind of a wrap up. All right, tips for productivity. Some of my favorites, Google Keep. If you are not using Google Keep, I need you to get Google Keep in your life. Google Keep, I don't care what kind of phone you have, whether you're Android or iPhone, you need Google Keep in your life. Google Keep is a way, if you think of it like virtual sticky notes, um, all in one place that you can label and keep together. For example, in my Google Keep, whatever I see on my computer, I'm also gonna see on my phone or if I had an iPad, it would be on my iPad as well. Um, super easy way to keep organized to get ideas out of your head really quick. Um, using the label feature in Google Keep has saved me so much time. Um, you can color code your sticky notes so that maybe all of your professional development notes are blue, all of your first block notes are orange, so on and so forth. Um, in my Google, Google Keep, which I need to clean up, that's why I'm not showing you mine, um, I have, for example, addresses as a label. So as I'm going to the post office and need to mail something to like my little brother or my son or my mom, I can just quickly click on that label and their addresses pop up and only the address, only my notes with the address labels, with the address, yeah, address labels pop up. So super simple to use. Um, it's also linked into your Google Documents. So as you are creating your docs, you'll notice over to the right-hand side, you have this little keep icon. It's linked there. So if you're ever taking notes on your phone and then you go to your computer to like type a paper or whatever, create lesson plans, when you see that little keep note, if you've kept those notes in your keep, you can just click it, Google Keep opens up and you can move those into your Google Doc. Super, super simple to use. One of my favorites, I use Google Keep every single day. Microsoft OneNote. Do you remember those old school Trapper Keepers that we used to have back in the day? 
This is to me how I describe Microsoft OneNote. Super simple, easy to use, great way for you to stay organized, great way for your students to stay organized, to take notes. If you have a touchscreen device, it's even like better. Um, but if you don't have a touchscreen device, it's still absolutely amazing. You can create sections and in those sections, you can add pages um, and then you can write on it. You can um, include images, you can include text. Y'all, there's so much you can do in OneNote. Um, if you go to uh, YouTube and just type in how to use OneNote, tons of videos pop up. I could spend a whole half a day to a day talking about OneNote. So definitely check out OneNote, great way to stay organized and just kind of keep your life together. Immersive Reader, we talked about this a little bit last week. Immersive Reader is built into all Microsoft products. Um, and what I love about Immersive Reader is that originally when it was created, it was created for students with dyslexia. And it has since turned into something that all students can use. And I'm just gonna share with you, there's a video there that you can reference. I'm going to pull up here. I'm in Microsoft Word here and um, this is just a piece of Martin Luther King Jr.'s I Have a Dream speech, okay? But if I come up here to view and then click Immersive Reader, it opens up for me. Now, what's great about Immersive Reader is that it's only on the individual student's device. So oh, I wanna make sure you can see. Amber, can you see this, the Immersive Reader speech that I have up or no? I can see the image that you have in the document there. Okay, perfect. Um, so I want to make sure I just switch screen. Um, so as you, oh, you know what? Then no, you're not seeing what I want you to see. <laughs> so let me pull it into here. There, there we go. Okay. So um, let me back up so I can show you. So here we have the piece of the speech. And then if I come up here to view and click Immersive Reader, it opens up. Now, Immersive Reader opens up individually on each student's device. So if it's on my device, Johnny won't see it on his, the teacher won't see it on hers. So it really personalizes the experience for our students. What I love about this is if I come down here and click this play button. I'm happy to join with you today it will play the text out loud. If I come down here, I can change the voice speed. I can change it from female to male. If I come up here and click, click text preferences, I can change the side of, size of the text. I can increase the spacing of the text. I can change the font. A lot of people dog on Comic Sans, but I always say this, this is the way that we learn how to write. Think about your G's or your Y's. That's the way we teach our students how to write. Okay, um, then you can change the background color if you need to. Some students need that for if they have visual impairments. Up here, if I click on my grammar options, this is gonna make my English teachers super, super happy. Um, I can click this button here and only my nouns show up. And because I have show labels highlighted here, I can see that those are nouns. If I want my verbs to show up in a different color, the verbs can show up in a different color. And then you can change the color as well. Maybe I want my verbs to be purple for some reason. Um, so you have access to that as well. Maybe I don't want the labels, I just want the colors. So this is a great way to teach um, the different parts of, speech, parts of speech to your students, especially with remote learning. 
If I come up over here to my dictionary little icon here, my reading preferences, I can change the line focus. So for students that need that focus spacing, I can change that. I also have a picture dictionary turned on, which is super cool. Now, not all, all, not all of your words will have the picture dictionary available, um, but a lot of the words do. So here's for happy. If I click it, happy, it will read the word for me. Um, so you'll see that there are some that are in there for you. The other thing which is great for our English language learners is the translation feature. Absolutely love this. I believe there are over 140 languages embedded into here. I can change the, um, tr I can translate by word or I can translate the entire document. If I translate the entire document and then come down and push play, it will read it to me in Spanish or whatever language I have selected. Okay, so Immersive Reader, again, it's built into all Microsoft products. You'll see it inside of um, Flipgrid and Buncee, like it's inside of all of those things. So definitely, definitely, definitely share Immersive Reader with your students and make sure they know how to use it because it will really help personalize their experience. If you want more information on it, there's a video there for you as well. Momentum is my number one favorite Google Chrome extension. If anybody ever asks me, what's your favorite Chrome extension? I always say Momentum. This is something that I use every single day. And let me show you how magical this is. Every time I open a new browser, my Momentum screen is going to open up. And every day the image changes. So you get a new image every day. You get the weather up here to the right, down here to the left at the bottom, you'll get where this image was taken. Um, and then it gives you the time and it puts, when you create, when you build that, once you download the extension or you add it to your um, Chrome browser, it's gonna ask you to sign in. So you'll sign in with whatever name you wanna choose. And it asks you what your main focus for today is. So maybe my main focus for today is to make a difference. That's gonna be there every single day. So if I log into, if I open up a new browser, that's gonna be there for me. And then tomorrow it will ask me to choose a new focus for the day. Um, I don't know if you can see it because my um, StreamYard thing is down here. I don't wanna hide it. It does give you a quote down at the bottom as well. If you come over here to settings, you can add your own inspirational quotes if you want to as well. But what the reason why I love this and why I will continue to like sing praises for momentum is the to-do list down here. Every day you can create your to-do list and it's right here in your face. So maybe a new today, I don't know, maybe you have to do a presentation and maybe you have to call Miss Jones and maybe I have to remind um, Johnny to do blah, blah, blah. So you get it. The reason or the way that I use this is every morning when I open my computer, I brain dump. I get everything that's in my mind floating around. I do have paper here too. But one thing that I love about this is that every time I open up a new browser, that to-do list is right there staring me in the face. As I complete a task, I can just check it off. Once you check it off, um, it will be there for the day. And then tomorrow when you log in and you open up a new browser, when you open your computer and open a new browser, you will only see the remaining to-do list items. All the ones that you crossed off today go away. I'm a checker offer. I love to do lists. So this is like perfect for me in a, in a virtual way. So momentum, number one, Google Chrome extension. Absolutely love it. I use it every single day. Let's keep going along. 
All right, so I wanna share a few resources with you. Um, this one is Headspace, which everybody knows about these meditation apps, Headspace and Calm. But what I didn't know is that Headspace offers a free account for educators. So I'm gonna share with you how to get that information. Um, but I was reading an article or listening to a podcast and there were three things that the people at Headspace said that educators should do every Sunday, they said. They said you should meditate or reflect, do something that you enjoy, something that makes you laugh, something that takes you back to your childhood. Maybe it's jumping rope or hula hooping or playing tag, whatever it is. You should do something that you enjoy. And then the third thing they said you should practice gratitude. There's a video here that talks about self-care and Sunday scaries, which a lot of teachers get Sunday scaries like the week ahead of you is coming. And it's like the later on in the day it gets on Sunday, those scaries kick in a little bit more. You don't feel as prepared as you would like to for the week ahead. Um, so this talks about that. Check it out when you get a chance. But um, Headspace offers a free account to all K-12 educators and supporting staff in the US, UK, Canada, and Australia. So if you're not in one of those areas, I'm sorry. Um, and in the presentation, I've given you access to how you claim your account. You just go to headspace.com educators, fill in the information and you're good to go. There's even an email at the bottom if you need some additional support to help you out. But definitely check this out. We have to take care of ourselves. I could do a whole other presentation on self-care, um, which is another passion of mine. So definitely take some time, whether it's using this app or another one, or if you have another practice that you that you do, definitely um, take care of yourself. Office 365 is free for all teachers and students. I feel like I should have like broken this down into Google and Microsoft, but it, to me, again, I live in both, so it all goes together. A lot of people, again, you feel like you have to choose Google or Microsoft. Y'all, you can use both. It's not a competition. We are making this experience for our students the best it needs to be for them. So I just wanna um, share with you that you can get Office 365 for free for teachers and students. This is hyperlinked. If you click on this, it's gonna take you to the website to sign up for your free account, fill in your school email address, you're good to go. Once you are there, you will have access. So let me show you, once you're there, you're gonna have access to your Microsoft portal slowly coming up. There we go. So you've got access to all of your Microsoft apps, Sway lives here, Microsoft Forms, Microsoft Teams, which we could do a whole other session on. Your OneNote is here. It's good to go. Students and teachers have access to this for free. You also have your cloud down here as well. So that document that we were working in, I have a dream speeches right here. So definitely check it out and make sure that you have that in your toolbox. And as we are growing and expanding ourselves, free professional development lives everywhere, y'all. Twitter, the Google Teacher Training Center, if you have not been there, especially if you're a new teacher, th these things you need in your life. The Google Teacher Training Center has tons of free professional development. If you click on that and go to training, scroll down there's fundamentals training advanced training if you are brand new to google slides they have a ton of resources here for you same thing with docs and classroom and forms and expeditions and jamboard i could go on and on and on y'all check these videos out if you need um help with cs first if that's something that you're interested in apply digital skills i should have put this in here um, apply digital skills is another one of my favorite favorite resources it's free curriculum that you can take any content that you teach 
and put it into applied digital skills into any of the projects in there, share it with your students. And they are now creating projects that are specific to either your content or to real world problems that you give them or that they choose. And as they're creating these projects, they're also learning how to use Google Docs, Google Sheets, Google Slides. Um, you're not teaching them how to create a Google Doc. When they go through these projects, it tells them what to do, where to click. There's screenshots and videos. It's self-paced. It's amazing. I could talk about that too. So if you're not familiar with Applied Digital Skills, I would say grades three, four, and all the way up to 12. Um, and also, if you're not familiar with, for example, um, Google Sheets, if you're scared of like the whole Excel Google Sheets thing, check. There's resources in there that you can check out to help you get familiar with it as well. Um, super simple to do. Digital citizenship, y'all. I'm just like scrolling and and talking. So totally check that out. And then once you're like super expert, you can get certified level one, level two trainer. Maybe you're going to jump the gun and um, apply to become a Google certified innovator. So you have all of this right here at your fingertips. The other thing that I want to show you is the Microsoft Educator Center. Sometimes you'll hear it called the MEC. This is free as well. If I come here and click on training and click on courses, anything you could want to learn about a Microsoft tool or product is here. Maybe you need to get started with OneNote. There's a class here for you for that. Um, Headspace, there's a whole class here about that app that I just shared with you. Um, digital inking with a surface, Microsoft Teams. There's a video, there's a course in here for Flipgrid. Um, Y'all, there's tons, social emotional learning, Minecraft for education, tons of stuff in here for you for free. Re I mean, just resources that you can do at, at your own pace whenever you have time as you complete these courses. Like for example, I'll just click on this one. You will earn badges and points. You can also work to become certified to become a Microsoft Innovative Educator or a Microsoft Innovative Educator Expert by completing these courses and these paths. So definitely check this out. Free professional development to help you grow. And of course, YouTube. Anything that you want to learn how to do is on YouTube. Don't be afraid. And the reason I love professional learning on YouTube is because I can pause it. I can go do it, I can come back, I can rewind, I can fast forward. So it just really puts that learning at your fingertips. All right, let's, where are we on time? I'm just running my mouth. Amber, keep me posted on time. We're good, um, we're at you 15 more minutes, so you're okay. good. Cool deal. Futureme.org, this is a great resource to put in your pocket to help your students with journaling, goal setting, future encouragement, um, as we're moving into day one of remote learning, you could have your students write a letter to themselves on the first day of school and have it sent to them on the last day of school. Super easy to use. Um, I just recently noticed that they have a whole like teacher dashboard. I don't know if it's always been there and I've never paid attention, but definitely check that out. And all you have to do is once you're in that website, type your future letter to yourself. When do you want it delivered? Do you want it delivered in one year, three years, or five years? Choose a specific date if you want to, and then put your email address and send it to the future. Then whatever date you have chosen, it will come back to your inbox on that date. What I love about this is that it's a total surprise. Like by the time you hit send here, you've totally forgotten that you have done it. A year later or whatever date you've set, you get this surprise in your inbox. Great for future goal setting um, or just talking about where you are today and kind of how you're feeling at this time um, and being able to see that, excuse me, a year later from now 
totally, totally love it. Screencastify is another Chrome extension that I use probably every single day. Um, not going to click on this one. If you don't have Screencastify, this is a great one. It's a must. It's not even great. It's a must to create um, lessons for your students, screencasts for your students. A lot of teachers are talking about flipping their classroom. You could use the shorts camera in Flipgrid. You could also use Screencastify to do that as well. Um, the free version of Screencastify allows you, I believe, 10 minutes of recording time. And then if you pay for it, you have unlimited recording time. What I love about Screencastify is that it will download the video automatically to your Google Drive. Like it just pushes it over there. It's magic. Then if you want to upload it to YouTube, you have that ability to super easy to use. Literally like click a button, gives you a three, two, one countdown. You're good to record. The noun project. These again are just some of my favorite tips and tricks that I'm sharing with you. I have to give credit where credit is due. I learned about the noun project from Tony Vincent in his classy graphics class that I took a couple years ago. Um, but the noun project is one that he shared. And I just want to show you how awesome the noun project is if you are not familiar with it. There are literally icons for anything. So a lot of people say clip art. These are icons. What you can use these icons for, think about if you're creating a Google Slides presentation, instead of doing the boring bullets, um, maybe you're doing a presentation about cells. Let's see what comes up. All different kinds of things. And maybe they think I'm talking about a phone cell or whatever. I could take these images and use these as my bullet points in my presentation. Or maybe you're creating a logo or you're having your students create a logo or they're doing like an about me project or a shield or something. I don't know what they're doing, but there are icons in here for everything. You guys see as I'm scrolling how many things there are. This sometimes gets me in trouble. I call it the Pinterest suck. Um, like if you're doing a presentation about dogs and then you like really start to look for the actual perfect dog to you you just keep scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. So definitely check out the NAM project. It is free with it. With the free version, you get black and white images. Um, and you know that these are transparent images again, because your background is checkerboard. Keep that in mind. When you download these in the free version, it is going to put the creator's name down at the bottom. And again, we talk about being um, following copyright laws and that kind of thing. If you do the paid version, it will download the image without the um, creator's name and information. Also in the free version, like I said, you only get the black um, outlines of the icons. In the paid version, you can change the color of your icons. You can put the specific hex code in there that you're looking for, download it as a PNG, and then you can just upload it into whatever you're working on. I love the noun project. I personally pay for that one. It's just amazing. Okay. Um, I fake, I fake text message. This is a great way to grab your students attention. I just created like a quick little thing here, conversation Beyonce and I had, um, I learned about this from Tony Vincent as well. Um, this is just an easy way to create fun text messages, super simple and easy to use ways that you could use this with your students, create, um, conversations between historical figures, have your students debate topics back and forth. These are great conversation starters. Um, you could even use this to explore cyberbullying, which I think is a great way um, to kind of introduce the importance of cyberbullying. Um, or you being able, having your students be able to use new key terms in dialogue conversations. Again, oh, hyperlinked right here. All you're going to do 
is put the name of the person. So maybe I want to create a fake conversation between Amber and I, and maybe Amber said, Hey girl. And I want her bubble to be gray and I'm going to add a text message. And I'm going to say, Hey Amber. Ooh. And I want my bubble to be green so I can create this message between us. You'll notice it gives you like a phone image. Like this says sprint 1151. It gives you a phone battery. I can change the battery level. I can take the percent on and off. I can change my carrier. Maybe I don't have Sprint. Maybe I'm T-Mobile. Um, maybe I want my connection to be 4G. I can put it in airplane mode. So you see it does all this cool stuff for you. Then you just download the image and you can put it wherever you want. I love this. Like, Can you imagine having um, a conversation up here between, for example, like Martin Luther King Jr. and Malcolm X and sharing that with your students. And what would that conversation look like as a way to grab their attention before you start to teach that content? So definitely check that one out. Canva is another great resource to create presentations, Zoom backgrounds, flyers, all of these things I have listed here and more. I recently found out that Canva offers um, they say they're pro version for free to educators. Um, we were having a conversation on Twitter either earlier this week or last week about what pro really means in regard to Canva. Um, some people say that they don't have access to all the pro features. I have not found any issues with it. Super simple. You're just going to fill out this little application. You do have to upload proof of being an educator. So I just took a picture of my district ID, sent that, and I was good to go. Um, when you are in Canva, once you get your account, and if you already have an account like I did, I've, I've been paying for it because I pay for the paid version. They just transferred me over to the educator version and now I'm not paying for it. Um, for those of us that are now using Zoom or maybe you're using Google Meet or whatever, if you come into the search box here and type uh, Zoom virtual background, you will have all of these awesome little backgrounds that open up for you that are editable that you can download and upload to your Zoom or your Google Meet or whatever you use for um, virtual teaching. You can change any of the text. You can add your Bitmoji. Just a great resource to have in your back pocket. The other thing that I love in Canva are their presentation backgrounds. Um, I'm going to share a couple resources with you, but there are tons and tons and tons in here. And what I love about their templates, they can be um, sent directly. Now I just found out over to Google Classroom. Um, and you can also, if I come up here, oh, don't start running slow now. We're almost done. I can share it to, um, to become a Microsoft PowerPoint as well, or I can send it to Google Classroom. I can even just download it. But look how many different pages, page options this particular template gives you. So definitely check out Canva, claim your free account. It's, it's one you gotta have in your back pocket. To jazz up your slides, Slides Mania it, out of this list here is probably my favorite. Slides Go and Slides Carnival, these are hyperlinked. These are just additional things to have in your toolbox. Microsoft PowerPoint, I don't think I'm going to have time to show you, but the designer feature in there is so cool. If you're doing a presentation about an apple, you can put pull like an image of an apple in there, for example, and it will remix it and give you options for how they think your slide should be. The Explore option in Google Slides does that for you as well. So definitely check those out. Google Drawings templates, this lady here, Jocelyn Buckington, I don't know where I stumbled across this website from, but I give her all the praises and all of the hype for this. She has a whole 
website about Google drawings that she has created all these different templates for, and she's broken it down by content. So if you're a social studies teacher and you need maybe a 10 things you need to know template, she has created it for you. All you have to do, use template. It'll drop it in your Google Drive. You can edit anything. Maybe you don't want it to be about the Supreme Court. Maybe you want it to be 10 things you need to know about the office of the president or whatever. You can change any of this and use it across any content you want. Um, she's got labeling things. She's got Venn diagrams, KWL charts, drag and drop activities, the SAMR model, HyperDoc template. Um, and then she's even given you some options or shown you some ways that teachers have used them down here at the bottom. She is the bomb. Please go follow her on Twitter. She's, I've never met her in real life. I don't know her, but for her to take the time to do that for us, absolutely love it. And then I just have a few people that I just want to share with you. If you are an, if you're an elementary school teacher, I'm not, I never have been. I have stumbled across this website here, pocket full of primary Michelle Foray. She is a joy to watch. I'm not elementary and I, she puts out videos and I just get sucked in. Like if I were an elementary teacher, she's who I would want to be. Um, she tears, shares a ton of technical resources or technology resources. Um, she uses Google in her district. Um, her website there is hyperlinked. Definitely check her out. Um, Mr. Elementary Math, if you're an elementary math teacher, Gregory Coleman. Now I do know Greg personally. He is amazing. He has a whole website with tons and tons of resources about elementary math. Check him out. And then I had to give a shout out to my girl, Jen Hall. She actually works with me in Atlanta. She is a tech guru. Check out her website. You can sign up for her newsletter to get her newsletter that she sends every Friday with tips for engagement. I love her. If you're still with me, I have a quick video that I want to share with you. It's the video that I share at the end of all of my presentations. Every time I watch it, I get chills. So I want to share it with you today. You know I'm back like I never left. I never spread, never step. time I watch that video, I just get teary eyed. I get chills. I just want my favorite. All the time. And I'm sure that I got it from you at an ed tech conference. And I'm like, is my favorite one. It's my absolute favorite. But I love the quote, the principal talking to his students. And he says, he tells them that we're not here to be average. We're here to be amazing. As you leave this session and you go on into your remote learning 
settings or your regular face-to-face -face settings, whatever that looks like for you. I know that these are scary, uncertain times, but just know that your kids need you. I'm crying. Oh my gosh. Your kids need you and you are here to be absolutely amazing. So with that, I just want to thank you. It is my pleasure to be here with you today. And thank you so much for the opportunity to share. Oh my gosh, Natasha, we are so grateful <laughs> that you came today. People are in the chat saying, my mind is blown. I have so many great things. And I wanted to tell you who our winner is. Why? Who is it? <laughs> all right. We had some really great people and there was people really just continuing the chat in there and I loved it all. But Kathy Ramirez, Kathy Yay. Ramirez, you're the winner. Yay, Kathy. So, <laughs> on here get a hold of uh natasha or myself and we will um get that to you so kathy ramirez kathy ramirez is the winner um i had one quick question for you is that yeah. reader is available on google and microsoft did you no? say immersive reader yes so immersive reader is available in microsoft products there is a way to there Oh, where's my stream yard? There we go. There is a way to, there's a Chrome extension that's not like an official one. And I don't know off the top of my head what it's called. So I will have to find it for you. I always just use it in Microsoft products, but there's a Chrome extension that's not an official Microsoft extension. Um, maybe if somebody knows what it is, they can put it in the comments um, that will make anything that you're looking at immersive reader. Okay, perfect. Actually, I think the one you're talking about is it, is it called the Read Write extension? That's it. Yeah. That's the one. I was like, wait a minute. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So Read Write extension. You can download that one. It does the same thing exactly. Yeah. Um, also, fake messages. Holy moly! <laughs> I wonder if people make those. <laughs> It could be a little, you know, if your kids are like, well, me and my mom were texting and our internet was out or something like, you know, kids could try to use it to their advantage. But I love it for teachers to introduce new topics. So that's so cool. I learned so many things today and I thought I knew some things, but I don't, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> we're always learning, though, right? There's tons of um, on Twitter just last week, my friend Nicole with a K, K Nicole, um, she was asking for people's favorite Chrome extensions. And apparently there's a Chrome extension that you can search for library books and it will tell you if your library has it in stock. I wish I remembered what it was called, but we're always learning. I, like my mind was blown from that one because as you see, I'm like an avid, avid reader. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much for today, Natasha. Um, I cannot thank you enough for the amazing things you shared and everybody is so excited about all of it. So. Thank you everyone for joining and check out the replay, same place on YouTube and check out those tip, tips and tricks for later and for your classroom. Bye All right. Thank you. We'll see you later. Bye.